So I'll let you introduce yourself, um, okay. and then we will kind of just jump into our topic about uh, basically young athletes. We're thinking roughly, you know, ten to fifteen on kind of growing as leaders and kind of dealing with the pros and cons that come with it, and at least in today's environment. Okay, sounds good. Hi, I'm Samantha Sweats, and I am the head coach at Penn State Fayette, and I am also a board member for Penn Highlands Volleyball Club. I've been coaching for about 11 years now, and it has been my life since I was about 12. <laughs> so uh, Sam and I met, oh gosh, it's been roughly, what, four or five years ago, at least? Yeah. Um, I know it's been a lot longer than that, actually. Uh, we first crossed paths during high school season um where we kind of knew each other and then um ended up playing pickup here and there and then uh kind of parted ways for a little bit and kept in touch here and there and i've kind of been following everything you've been doing you uh took uh nancy's place at uh yes. ps so big props on that and also great job last season thank uh, you thank you it's also kind of funny i actually had um uh a girl that trained at the gym I was at actually went and played for her this last season. Oh, really? So yeah, small world. Um, she wasn't sure where she was going to go. And she said, Oh, I'm going to go to, um, I talked to the coach at West Virginia Wesleyan and I just kind of went out of all the schools you could pick. It's the one that I know that little D2 school up there. So it was <laughs> all world, but um, we'll kind of just jump into it. Um, I know with, uh, a lot of like with with club and everything you have the huge age spike when it comes to those I'd say 10 and 12 when they start out and um, then you have I've seen the biggest we'll say the biggest amount of teams is usually around what 14s 15s and then starts to yeah. drop down after after that um, I know the biggest problem I have and I would say a lot of coaches have is to kind of get the idea of leading instilled in young athletes but to have them understand that you know it, it's okay to demand certain things and not so much criticize but um uh critique and kind of expect your teammates to respect you and listen to you while you're trying to lead and it's not about making enemies or telling your friends they suck or um you know, we're going to make it you know, non-professional at this point, but, you know, telling they're bad or anything. It's, it's about kind of bringing up the standard of play and looking to get certain things out of it while understanding that you're making teammates and to understand mm -hmm. the difference between friends and teammates in certain situations. So kind of just go off of what you've dealt with and um, like the problems, issues you've had and uh, some of the solutions that have worked for you. Um, yeah, so um, I would say at like, because I've coached all age ranges, um, I've coached um, kids as young as eight, all the way to like 21, 22. So um, definitely um, with like the younger ones around the eight to 10 range, it's like they're still trying to figure out volleyball. So they're yes. having a hard time like being a leader while trying to figure out like, what is this new sport that um, I don't really know yet. And then I think once they hit around like the middle school stage is when you start to see the ones poke out that are going to start being your leaders on the team. Um, you see the ones where when something happens in a drill, the whole team looks to that person or um, when 
you know, you're talking about something, you hear them speak up and everyone listens to them. Um, yep. Like certain times, I think there will be people on a team that want to be that leader, but they just, there's something missing that um, the team doesn't look to them like they might look to somebody else. And I think that as a coach, like it's your job to figure out like who's the team looking to and that's who's going to be our leader so that they can be a positive influence. Yeah, and I know sometimes sometimes you can kind of nail it on the head, like right at the start with certain athletes. And I think there's a lot of times where, I mean, I've done it where it's kind of a trial and error. You want to push in certain areas. And then um, I've had to revoke those rights um, mid-season more than once. Um, and it's one of those things, like it's uh, it's hard to tell the parents sometimes too but you, you have to rely on the kids to try and get that message across in the right way, which is very difficult because everything kind of gets muddied in the translation and things get worded wrong sometimes. But you, you have to put that blind faith. And that's, I think that's hard for us sometimes because we, we want to control as much as possible with the communication um, while still letting them grow. But there's, there's that, that big gap where you want to see you want to see that growth and you want them to still come full circle with, you know, we want to be, you know, have a little bit of humility, but still kind of a lot of that confidence while they're doing things. Absolutely. So with like, with, with regards to that, what we'll say, what are, cause I mean, I have my drills and stuff and there are sometimes I'll make it blatantly obvious. So I'll just say, look, I'm looking for somebody who's going to be a through D and is going to exemplify those, those, those things. Like, well, what do you look for in um, like in leaders on your teams, regardless if it's um, club or college? Okay. Um, yeah. So um, clubs different because it's like, you're on like a fast track, like it's like the accelerated program, right? So you, ha you don't have as much time and you're not seeing them as often. So um, that makes it more difficult, but I definitely look for someone who right away isn't afraid to step up and be like, okay, guys, we really got to get this amount of passes or we're almost there. Like the motivator, basically, I think for club is more what I'm looking for um, since you're not seeing them as often. College is a little different. Um, I'm looking for someone more in the off season. Um, who's that person saying in the group message, hey, we should have open gyms this day or we need to start open gyms, or, you know, more of you need to show up. I noticed some of you aren't showing up. Who's the person that's saying, let's all get together, you know, like now we're in Zoom situation. So who's getting together the Zoom conditioning and who's um, pushing everyone to say, hey, there's only like five of us there. There should be 10 of us next week. Or, you know, I think it's important to see who's the motivator on that level. And I, I think it's like the, the big focus of like what – this like episode for me was is getting those younger kids to realize because it makes your job easier at the you know collegiate level and it makes our job both of our jobs easier when they get to those 16 17s because at that point they're already set to go college if they're going um is getting those younger kids to understand that it's okay to say you're not doing your job but it's just how you say it um I think it's a lot of coaches issues. I want to say, I don't think anyone's really got it nailed down up to a science. I want to say it's more just a case by case thing. It's not like passing or teaching hitting or something where, you know, you can have a set 
set guidelines or whatever, but with this, it's a lot more, you got to feel that person out and what's your, like, what's your take on it? Um, well, with like, it's different. It seems like at every age level, like you said, when they're bound to go to, um, the college level, usually at that 16 age range, if they're still playing, that is the ultimate goal. Um, then they're all taking it seriously and they're all trying their best. So it's just a matter of like, who's working a little extra. Like when you walk in, who is there first or, you know, who is the one to say, Hey guys, we should start running. It's this time. Um, I think that that's like a big factor for me that I notice right away um, is just the, I'm walking in, I'm setting down my keys and stuff and I look and whoever it may be is the one that is like, let's go run. Um, so that's my big thing for like a club like type of thing. Um, college. I also look for someone that, is willing to take those roles not only on the court and um, and like in like conditioning roles as well, but you know who's the person that is saying, "Hey, we should attend this because it's going to, you know, make us look better as like a team." You know, um, like different things on campus that are important to attend. You know, this will make us like we should attend this because it's going to make us grow. Um, yeah. So not only in a physical aspect but in a mental aspect too. Um, and whenever I so I've started something new this year. Um, whenever I have um, my captains selected at the college level, I actually have like a contract that I made up for them that says everything I expect from them. Um, and it's and they sign it and I tell them at any point if they're not fulfilling that contract that I would have to find somebody else. And I think it's really worked this past season, um, just them knowing like exactly what the expectations are for them. Yeah. Um I know, I know it's a lot easier. Like you said, I I I would say it's easier at the college level because you're kind of. Uh, I think you start to realize like you you are an adult at that point, and you start to get treated finally like an adult, depending on you know kind of how your club season was run or how, what your coaches were like. Um, and I know I know how you coach, um, and it's 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 one of those things like when when the coach makes you accountable. And it's some of that tough love sometimes. And I really look at it more of like just accountability. Um, you have those athletes that love it and it doesn't seem like they love it. And then you have those athletes that just push away from it. And it's, it's one of those things like I, I don't, I don't worry about their athletic prowess when it comes down to it. I worry more the real world translation of it where, you know, how are they going to react when something happens at work or what are they going to do in that pursuit of getting a job um, when someone consistently tells them no or they don't give them a reason why they, they didn't get the job. Because I know for me, that was the biggest thing when I was doing job interviews and you start transitioning or you go from job to job and you kind of wonder, why didn't I get a call back or, you know, why wasn't I a good fit for that? Um, I know for me personally, I try and hammer that in at a young age. Um, I know, especially with like my 13s and 14s uh, and some of the young kids, middle schoolers more, more or less. Um, how do you, how do you convey that to those younger kids? Cause I know it's kind of, it's kind of easier. You can stack it, you can make it more advanced for college. But when, <laughs> when you were dealing with um, high school level and even, even in club, what were you guys doing to have those kids understand that, yeah, you, you're going to have pressure. Um, you're going to have some of your friends are going to turn on you in a way 
just because they're not, I'm going to say this, not mature enough to understand. Um, like, mm -hmm. How did you guys tackle that? Um, so I'm a big believer in individual meetings. Um, I think they're very important. Uh, we do it at our level as well. So it's definitely important when they're younger to have individual meetings with them, whether it be like beginning ha halfway through season and end of season. Um, so whenever it's, I don't know, I call it coach's intuition. You can tell when a player's off or when something's going on, um, when someone isn't responding well to what they're saying, or, you know, you'll notice them say like, especially not, not to do a gender role, but especially with the, the girls, you can tell when um, they're just not responding well to what someone's saying to them. Um, so when that player gets down about that and they feel like they're trying to be that leader, but it's separating them, which is what essentially happens with a leader. You know, you are, sep you are separated because you're ahead of the pack. Um, you know, you have to pull them aside and say, it's okay. You know, they're at, at the end of the day, they're going to respect you for what you're doing. Um, you have to be that person because someone has to be that person. And it just so happens you are the one that contains, you know, the best leadership skills. And you have to almost reassure them and give them the confidence they need that it's okay. Now, is that is that the person, because I know there's sometimes you, you have that athlete maybe it's one, maybe it's a whole team, but you always have that one or two, especially that you can like ride harder on things and kind of like really drive into things or as some coaches will like verbally lay into people, it's like that's kind of their whipping post in a sense. Um, do you, do you kind of lay back on that logic a little bit here and there, or do you kind of just uh, have like an even keel with everybody? Um, I would say, um, it depends on what team you're coaching. Um, for instance, like there are certain teams where, I mean, every, it's like, as you get to know your athletes, you know, who you can push harder, who you have to be softer with, like who will take it in a harsh manner and who will run with it. Um, it just so happens like this past season, my captains were the ones I knew I could push the most. Um, so they did that for me. Um, they became my like push would um like something would be going on on the court i'd be like hey like let's get it together and i'd be looking directly at them um or you know what are we doing out there like this isn't us um but put it more towards them it seemed like it was good motivation for them that it was good motivation for the whole team so i think that um i've had my captains that are a little bit more quieter but their actions speak um and i know that i can't get on them as hard because they are that quieter player and they just don't respond well to that so um i think it just depends on what kind of season you're having and what kind of captains you have that are the yeah um with i know there's always that as a coach, it doesn't matter how good the day is. You're always going back and finding something to do better, or you're already game planning for the next practice, regardless if you knock it out of the park and you're like, oh, well, last week was perfect in practices. Let's do it again. Um, you know, I, you're always planning to try and, you know, knock up your practice every single, you know, level it up in a sense and progress. With, with, with your college team, I know – I know you have a really good like family dynamic with a lot of stuff I've seen and um, how you guys handle things, wins, losses, um, traveling to and from places. 
Now, what's your what's your team culture like, and how who who on your team do you always see play the bigger roles? Do, do you think it's more of like the the louder players, like the liberos and the setters, or do you see more energy in certain places? Um. Well, our yes, we have a very big family dynamic on our team. Um, I was blessed enough that when I got there, it was already there. Um, and then it just continued with every girl I recruited afterwards. Um, the seniors that just left were, um, the, the youngest ones on the, like the, um, the last ones, like from the start of my career there. Um, so it was cool to see them go through and then it just continue anyways. Um, we have like a team coming back that is just as family all about it. Um, so it's, it's really great to see that because it's so rare. You see that on a team, let alone year after year. Um, but unfortunately, um, you know, the player that I think played our biggest role on our team is leaving us. Um, so she graduated this year. Um, so Terry, she, she 100% played the role in different ways. Um, when we needed it and she was the manpower behind it when we needed it. Um, so, uh, she will definitely be missed, but I have seen freshmen, like very, very excited to step into that role. Um, we have a fresh, we had a freshman's past season. She'll be a sophomore angel. Um, she is very much like Sateri where she, I could see her taking on that role, um, very well, um, by, um, getting them motivated, having big points. Um, our libero is very, very positive motivation. She's always behind them talking and I've never seen someone get so excited for a pass. Um, so it's, it's really uh, cool. And she was actually a setter her whole life. Um, and it was her, um, I told her if I, I coached her since she was 15. So I told her, I was like, if any point I have another setter on any team I ever coach you, I'm going to make you defense. Cause you were just so fast. You'd be so great at it. And um, it just so happened when she got to the college level and, and I took that position, I was finally able to do that. And she's just stepped on, into it so great. And she has so much more confidence in that position where she feels more confident to like, you know, motivate her hitters. Like she'll go up to them after they get a hit and you'd swear she got the hit by like, you know, running into them and having that aggressiveness. So um, it's really great to see not only like a front row player that took charge like that, but a back row player as well. So that way the whole court is covered with that um, positivity and like that uh, extra little bit of strength that you need sometimes on the court. Uh, it's, and it's always refreshing to see um, them enjoy it rather than make it a chore. Uh, and I think you see, you see those, those teams that they end up making it a chore and they, they start getting in those lulls and those little ruts, but it's also nice to see that back and forth sometimes to realize, you know, they are human. And they are going to, you know, they're going to have their issues here and there. It's how do you, how do you as a coach in your program instill that family dynamic? Like what, what um, exercises and things have you done? Um, I mean, even, even from club through now, mm -hmm. have you done that you have found success with building that, that team bond? I think a big thing comes from, um, like at the collegiate level, at least just like the recruit, like what kind of recruit are you looking for? Um, you have the chance to hand pick your players and, you know, hand pick exactly what you're looking for in a team. 
So why not go with exactly what you want and not settle for anything less? And I think that that is um, a big reason why we were able to sustain that. You know, I see the team that I have and I saw what I wanted. And those were the only types of players I would settle for recruiting. Um, at the club level, I think, I think it's so difficult because you're only seeing each other maybe four hours to five hours a week. Um, and that can be difficult. At least at our club, you know, we have two practices a week. And I mean, that can be difficult if they're really not from the same area. So it's just so important that, you know, in our group message, um, our group message is always very lively. I, I make sure that I warn our incoming before uh, I add them to it. Um, but it's, it's so important to have that um, because it shouldn't just all be just business. At the end of the day, they're there to love it and have fun, especially at our level because they're not on a scholarship. They're there because they love it. So um, with the club dynamic as well, it's very important that you – um, you know, maybe send something funny that you see that's like a volleyball joke and you send it in the group message and then the girls talk about it. Or, you know, I have a player on my team named Kayla. She loves to dance. So like I sent um, Penn State when they were doing like the volleyball dances and I sent it in and I said, when are you going to do yours? And, you know, it's so important for them to know that they can joke around with you too. Um, it doesn't mean that they lose respect for you. It just yeah. means that now they're looking at you in two different lights, like as a person and as a coach. And I think that's important at all levels. Um, and I was always too afraid to be like that. And my assistant is actually the one that got me to open up more and be like, it's okay to not be so serious all the time. And I think that that was really important. Um, and it really changed a lot of my dynamic on my teams because of it. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to jump into your personal side just a little bit. Um, Cause I've been meaning to tell you this, I, I want to say it's a big congrats to you for getting your master's. If no one, if no one has any idea that's watching, um, she has <laughs> coaches, and uh, I believe at one point you were working another job as well, um, and uh, had a kid. And I believe you're expecting a second, correct? So I, yes, I had my, I had second in February. So yes, <laughs> after all of that. Um, is <laughs> remarkable. Um, my, my, my wife will understand the whole time restriction and all the time you put into everything, especially the time you put into it outside of practice and outside of tournaments and, and play. Um, how has, how has that transition in life helped you? Like oh with, my God. With, with dealing with main, obviously mainly college, but <laughs> how does that, like, how do you view things now? Oh, my gosh, so different. Um, compared to, like, even playing uh, college volleyball and going to school for my bachelor's, um, I almost, like, laugh at myself now then because I was like, oh, my gosh, I thought it was hard then. Um, so, you know, when you have nothing else to do besides volleyball and academics and you're looking at it as it's hard, it's like, no, like, that's your time to focus. That's your time that – you know, you don't have children interrupting you and trying to play with your computer while you're typing a paper. Um, but uh, now I think that you just look at you, you value things so much more. I think it like an older, like a different stage in your life. I wouldn't say older, um, but different stage in your life. Um, you know, you value those moments a little bit more because you remember when those moments were there and then they became memories. And I think that it's so important to look at everything that way in life, not only just like the sport that you love, but academically, you know, some people say like, they can't wait to get out of college. They can't wait to just start their job. And 
I mean, I love my job so much and I, you know, I'm so happy and so blessed that I have it. But at the same time, you know, those moments of college with my friends, you know, the one that my, one of my best friends that is now my assistant coach, the godmother to my baby, um, you know, you look at those moments and you're like, I just wish I would have hung on to those a little bit longer. I wish I would have just enjoyed it a little bit more. Um, and I think that like when you get to this stage and you're coaching and you're seeing those moments in your players, I think that it's so important to let them value those moments a little bit more, like let them hang on to those moments, you know, let them sing really loud in the van on the way home. Um, yep. Let them, let them have those moments so that they, cause that's those, those are the moments they become a team, not at practice, not in, you know, of course we love the big wins, but they come and become a team on those bus rides home or those van rides. That's, that's their time to like really become that team dynamic that you're looking for. Now I know with, with a lot of those girls, obviously you're, you're their like last transition into the real world um, or into the coaching world, whatever it is, what I, I, I and I, I only go off of what I've been told. Um, I know kind of the transition, everything going, becoming a mother and all that. Um, and I'm not trying to knock it by any means because I'll be honest, I would never want to go through that. Um, <laughs> but uh, bless my wife that one day she will have to go through that. Oh Lord. Um, honey, I know you're watching. Um, what are your biggest, like, what are your biggest thing? We'll say lessons in life, like life lessons and values that, that you pass on to your team. Um, because I know each year, you know, when, when I turned 30 this year and, you know, I, every year you kind of look back and you look back six months a year and you, you kind of, you reevaluate, um, what are your mm -hmm. biggest things that, that, that you promote to your athletes? I mean, especially on a D3 level and it's not, it's not that D3 is any less than D2 or D1. I think that you actually get sometimes in the D3 programs, you get a lot more, um, hard driven athletes because they're there because they love it. And, they're, they're not, in a sense, in a sense, they're not getting paid to play. They are there because they have the opportunity to continue their passion while they get their education. So what are some of the big, biggest things like life lesson wise that, that you try and um, ingrain on them? Um, yeah, definitely. I agree with you. Um, first of all, just with the whole, like, I think that, you know, not that I've had the privilege of coaching at a higher level um, yet in my life, but I, I do, I say that all the time. I say that, you know, people take the division three very for granted because those, those are the ones that they're there because it's just all about their heart. It's all about, you know, they don't have to go through the struggles of playing volleyball and going after a practice and trying to study, but they choose to because they love it so much and they're not ready to throw in that towel yet and give it up. Um, and I think that, that it takes a special athlete to realize the importance of that you know, I've talked to parents when recruiting and they just don't understand, like, I don't know why my play, my daughter wants to play. She's not, you know, what is she getting out of it? I'm like, she's getting friends forever. Like she's getting friends that are going to be in her life forever. Um, so I think that um, it's, it takes a special person to play um, at the division three level. Um, and I think that uh, in order to progress in life and, you know, volleyball comes into play very much um especially at the college level like for instance our players um you know we have those talks with them a lot of my players come in and they're very undecided because they're so wrapped up in the whole major 
and you know you know i have to pick an actual major and i'm like well what do you want to do in life let's not go over you know well we have this major this major this major tell me what you want to do in life and i'll tell you what major that goes with um mm -hmm. so they learned that like you don't have to put like a subject on what you want to do in life um and i think that i tell them too i said and you can try this and if you don't like it you can always go back um i think one of my biggest things with them is telling them like just go for it and then you know life is long enough that you can change your career i mean i was a drug and alcohol counselor right out of uh college for two years and that's what i always wanted to do in life and then i found out it wasn't um and i went back for my master's and that's how i became the athletic coordinator um so you know i said it's all about trial and error and we make sure that we tell we explain to them you know a lot of what you're doing here you know we're preparing you to be adults you know we're preparing you to be out in the world on your own um it's not just about volleyball but it's about you go to work every day so this is the same thing you're going to work every day you know you're going to have days where you fail or you're not your best um you know but that's what your coworkers are for and that's what those days when you are on your best game are for um we tell them you know i sit them down at the beginning of season you know in your life it goes um god <laughs> i tell them god family uh college and then it's volleyball and i said notice i didn't say boyfriend i didn't say you know other things like that is that is your life you know um and that's and i tell them like that's how it will be in the real world as well you know that order um is how you're going to want your life and you know and we find that our players because we're more open with them and honest with them like if they ask us questions about our careers like um because we have a criminal justice program at Fayette a lot of them ask me about drug and alcohol counseling and things and I'm very open with them about like why I didn't want to go back or I tell them stories about like different things I experienced and I think it's I think it's important to share those moments with them especially like in your career if you know it's okay to tell them I didn't want to do this anymore so I went back to school or you know I went to school for 4 years and found out it wasn't what I wanted to do and I think it's so important for them to know that so that they're not scared when they get out there um because I think their biggest fear is what if i hate what i'm going to do after these 4 years yeah. i know it's it for me personally i mean i went right out of college into a uh, uh a job right in my field and i was very very lucky um i got a job within a month or so of graduating from uh caliu actually and then um stayed in waynesburg for another 3 years or so and um it was it was still something like i stayed within my field within a normal we'll say a 9 to 5 we'll just say that cuz it was not that schedule but mm -hmm. you know just a normal job in my in my field and then ended up picking up other things and then slowly transitioned from working for somebody to working for myself and i know personally it was one of the more, most gratifying things um and that's where the idea of athletics like you know like you said you have your good days you have your bad days and that's what your team's there for and your team's not always your coworkers your team's your family your team's god your team's you know what your soul beliefs are and sometimes it's a very lonely road i mean it's a very very damaging road too um but it's there's there's the medium of athletics that you can experience all of those things in somewhat of probably the most controlled chaotic environment you're ever going to have because 
you you go home at the end of the day, regardless, and you get to get up and see all those people again. You know, it's a blessing, and it it is it is very nice. Um, from whatever age they start playing to whatever age they still continue to play, even if it's you know like pickup like we play, um, or they get the the luxury and the amazing opportunity to go play pro, or they continue to coach. I know that was the big reason why I went into coaching was. I still got to live my dream and it was a different Avenue. And, you know, it's, it was a hard pill to swallow to say, I'm, I'm not going to play anymore, at least not in that sense, but you know, you still don a uniform, you still rep certain colors and it's, it's still a very gratifying experience. So it is, it is nice to watch and, you know, you know, watch professionals like yourself connect with people and really show them, hey, you know, you have world-class athletes or, you know, just collegiate athletes who go become nurses, go become lawyers, you know, whatever, all the odds and ends, microbiologists, whatever. And you look at it and go, the, the sport is just your transportation to what, what you're going to do. And it's really, I wish more parents, kind of like what you said with, with them going and playing division three, I really wish that parents would look at it as sports in a whole from from club collegiate, you know, sorry, club, middle school, high school, all the way through collegiately. You're essentially paying for the same thing, regardless of what level you're playing at. Right. So it's, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. It's, mm-hmm. it's just one of those things that you can't, there's, I don't think there's anything else, any other way you can pay for it. Um, because there's, there's coaches that, that just will give you such a unique perspective. Like, you know, you will with the, all the, you know, criminal justice majors um, that you almost can't pay for it enough. Mm-hmm. So like when, when, when you talk to all your athletes, um, I know I do this with, with all my girls in club about their standards, um, kind of how they see themselves, how they see other people, and um, their personal opinion of themselves. Um, what, what do you guys do at, at Fayette to kind of increase that um, self-image, that body image, and um, their more or less kind of their internal struggle on how they see things? Mm-hmm. Um, so we do, uh, we started it this year and it's been very effective. Um, we ask them what's a personal goal and what's a team goal that they have. And we've found that that's like really been able to expand our conversation with them in our um, individual interviews we do with them. Um, we're, we're lucky enough that we have three coaches. So one's running practice. We can pull them aside. Um, we don't have to worry about how long it takes. We don't have to worry about anything like that. So it's so nice to be able to have that like one-on-one time and know that, you know, everyone else is being taken care of and you could really focus on that individual, um, you know, and I think that you discover a lot from the individual goal of, you know, what, where their focus is and where their mindset is. So, um, you know, one's individual goal might be like, I really want to start our position, but then someone else's might be, I want to be a captain next year because they already have that starter position. And I think it's interesting for them to look past, you know, 
I want to continue my starting position. They're looking at, no, I want to get to that next level. So it shows their level of confidence as well. And I think that um, it's so important to analyze that. Um, so uh, also with their team goal, it's important to analyze like where their headspace is for that. Um, we, got, we got the same answer from everyone this year about a team goal um, because we had had our eye on the national championship for a long, for a while. Um, so everyone was kind of much, kind of so much on the same uh, wavelength with that this year. Um, but individually, I think that it was cool to hear the differences. Um, you know, we had one player and she just blew us away with her answer of, I would eventually like to work to be a starter because the year before she was one of our starting players. Um, and then this past season, a freshman came in and took that position and she's like, I know that she's better than me and I will cheer for her on the sidelines, but eventually I want her to cheer for me. And it was just cool for her to recognize that that player. Mm -hmm. So many um, shit. Um, she understood that her position was on the sidelines so she could reach that level of play. And eventually she wanted that to happen. And it was just, it was cool to see the, the confidence in that, that she was confident in her role of being on the sidelines until she could make it onto the court. And, um, and I think as a coach, and I talked to my assistant about when you hear a player say that, you feel like you're really doing your job. Um, like you've really succeeded in making sure that they understand, you know, we're not picking favorites. We're picking the best um, at that time. You know, I tell them, I said, the lineup can change at any point. Um, you never know um, who's going to be on their best game in warmups. And there's times where I'd have a lineup in my head and I'd watch them warm up and I'd be like, okay, that's not happening. And I'd erase it and put a whole new one together. Um, and I think it's important as a coach as well to realize when you have to do that. Um, you not just like in life, not everything goes as planned and, um, People have off days and, you know, even though you want that to be your lineup, sometimes it's just not going to be. Um, so I think that it's important because they're looking at you and they know that too. You know, the players on the court know when someone's having a bad warm-up. And if you're starting them anyways, then they're really getting into, okay, like they're not, they're not picking the best players right now. They're picking their favorites. And I think that it's really important as a coach to show them, no, I'm being honest when I say that, like, I really want the six best at that time on the floor. And then I think it, it gives grounds for your players to be more honest with you um, about how they feel about themselves and where they're at. Um, like my one player that said, you know, eventually I want her cheering for me. Um, you know, having the confidence to say that out loud and accepting that you know where your role is now, but where you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's very gratifying to have athletes like that. Um, I think a lot of them are now few and far in between sometimes. Um, and there are sometimes you have those, those under the radar athletes that show up out of nowhere and they will say something just like you said, they'll sh they'll say something um, that'll kind of just blow, blow it out of the water. And you kind of, you look at them in a totally different light. Uh, it's, and just like you said, that, that, that's where you feel, it's not about feeling validated, but you just feel like you're doing your job finally. And it's nice because I think in this profession, you always get that re that re renewed feeling when something like that happens. And um, if, if we're always going for the same thing or once we get it and we're kind of like, okay, we're content. I think that's when we, we, we start to die. And it's, it is nice to 
have those drops here and there, but then you finally get, like you said, you have an athlete who just goes, you know, I, I will cheer for her. I will support her until, you know, she's no longer on the floor and then I'm still going to support her. And, you know, I hope she cheers for me. And it's, it's really cool to see. And that's why I love, I love those athletes that, and there are sometimes I praise them a lot more than I'll praise other athletes. The ones that come on, they might only play three, four plays, one rotation, two rotations max, and they come off and they're more excited. They're more, they're a lot happier than athletes that are playing, you know, the outside that are maybe playing six positions and they're, they might be hitting 250 or 300 and they're having a good game, but they're like, this sucks or something's not going right. And, you know, you have those athletes that go in, they destroy those two rotations, they come out and they're like on cloud nine. And I think in it, that that's kind of where you have your players that you want them to understand the difference between really pushing an athlete like that and looking at them as a favorite and getting that word favoritism thrown around because it's really about highlighting those big points um, and not about holding their hand. So it is, it is always really cool to have those moments. Uh, and I, I have been working on it myself to try and keep everything light. Um, used to walk around loud, hot-headed. I know you've seen it a long time <laughs> ago. Um, uh, these past couple of years, I've really eased back and kind of just stood there and talked rather than make them hear me. Uh, really just started to use my voice and use words instead. Um, and you know, you still have those moments where you start fighting for your team. You know, you you might argue a call that you probably would agree with nine times out of ten, but you'll you'll do that to show them that you love them. Right. And I've I've learned that and I still feel even at thirty, I'm a young coach. Um, I, I feel I feel so bad for all those 18 year olds, 19 year olds that, that, that just start coaching. Cause you know, internally they're shaking, they're freaking out. They don't want to make the wrong decisions. They don't want to say the wrong things. And so I think a lot of them are quiet for that reason. I know I was, and it is really cool to be able to give an opportunity to those athletes. Um, I know with you and uh, with Nancy, you, even without knowing the team, I knew you guys had a tight bond. And how you would talk about her with the times that we talked and the things I've heard about her. And it's, it's always nice to see that it's, it's nice to see athletes being given that opportunity without being given it, because it's one of those things. I'm sure if you called her and said, Hey, I'm going to be, I'm going to be driving by West Virginia Wesleyan. Um, do you guys, are you guys having practice right now or something? You have an open gym and she'd probably be like, yeah, come right in. You know, uh, you know, let's let's have some fun, run some drills. Obviously, you know, per NCAA guidelines and all that, that's legal. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it, it's nice to have opportunity and build that relationship with people. And absolutely, it is I think that um, like a, a big recruiting tool that I use is myself um, and my assistant because we were there and we went through it. And I think that it's really cool that we have that advantage. I think it gives us a major advantage. Uh, you know, we're still in touch with everyone we played with. Um, and and uh, we say that and you can see like their faces at first, like, okay, like what kind of like game plan is this to get me here? Um, but it's 100% true. You know, the bridesmaids in my weddings were my teammates and the my uh, shower with my son, um, three years ago, they were all there. Um, we have a picture of all of us together and we're all laughing and it's just, 
it's so cool to look at pictures of us doing that in our uniforms and now as adults and we're doing that still. Um, we're still all in touch. We live, you know, we have two of us live in California and, you know, and some of us are in, uh, went back home to like near Pittsburgh and different places like that. And we're still all connected in some way. Um, like Caitlin Williams, the libero that was behind me for two years in my ear telling me where to hit the ball. You know, I just saw her last week before she left to move to California. Um, so it's, it's so cool to have those connections with old teammates. Um, and I think it's so important that as a coach, you try to establish that. Um, because this is, like we said, a life lesson, and you want them to have those connections in life. Um, it's just as important as I look at it as like a sorority or something like that, where, you know, if you're moving to this area, now you have like family there. And I think that um, that's really cool. Um, I have players that, you know, I have one player, she was saying she wanted to be an elementary school teacher, and she was looking to switch her major. So one of the um, liberos from my first two years, uh, actually went for education and went to Cal U um, after, after two years at Fayette. And I told her, you know, here's her phone number, text her, like she won't mind. And, um, and it was just cool that, you know, you can do stuff like that. And I think that, I think it's so important to um, have connections like that because like I tell players that are on the fence um, about if they want to play in college or if they don't, they're, they're afraid that it's going to be too difficult. Um, you know, try it first. I said, try it and you can always quit because I know they're not going to want to. Um, because it's the hardest thing to do is to make new friends. Um, when you're in a new environment, that's the scariest thing. And the best way to do it is if you're doing something you love and you meet other people that love it too. Um, and then they're going to introduce you to more people. And then suddenly you're going to know everyone at the school before, you know, school even starts. And I think that that's so important. Um, you know, for those players that are on the fence, if they're going to play or not, you know, if you go to a school that you have the talent and capability of playing, I think it's important to give it a try um, just so you can develop that connection with somebody so that you're not alone. Yeah. And it is, it is, it is nice to kind of go back to what, what you were saying about opening up to your, to your team um, kind of regardless, wherever the age difference is um, I know being a male and dealing with teenage girls and all of this and, I have all female assistant coaches and coaches right now for club, which is, I believe what saves me. Um, it gives somebody able and, you know, and it's not saying guys can't relate to athletes that age, but it, it, it makes for an easier buffer. And I think you, you have to have a balance. And I think it goes the same with, with teams. You have to have that. You have to have someone on the team that takes that role of the buffer um, she might take more of the criticism, whether it's about her or not, just to maybe level out the emotion. And then you have, you know, you have that leader, you have that, you have the joker on the team and, you know, all those little stereotypes, um, all those personalities. But it is, it is really nice to be able to relate to them and, and kind of tell them like, yeah, you know, we're, we're human too. And they look at you like you, you don't make mistakes, even though they, they know you do, but when you start opening up to them, you know, at the right times and, you know, kind of showing them those life lessons, like we've been talking about, it really does, it really does let them know that, you know, Hey, you know, this is someone I can talk to, you know, they, they can teach me things outside of volleyball. And I've had more, we'll say 
intellectual and personally changing conversations with athletes with things that have nothing to do with volleyball. And it'll be in the middle of practice and they'll want to say, they'll just say one thing that, that catches your ear and then you talk about it for 30 minutes. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, it's, I think it just goes along with being a coach. And it's one of those like very, very special things that you don't get anywhere else. Oh, absolutely. I think that um, our biggest times that that happens is in our huddles. Um, you know, they'll get a drink break after a drill and we're waiting for them to all get together so that we could talk about the next drill. And somehow we end up talking about like something completely off topic that has nothing to do with anything. Um, especially with, with girls. I mean, they're just so funny. Uh, just the things like, I mean, we've even went as far as them asking us like about like how childbirth is and stuff. And it's just, it's so funny that like, they'll just ask you and you're just like, well, and you know, and you get to know them so well that it doesn't even bother you or phase you. Um, like I felt like I was a mom in training before I was even really a mother, just because of the questions and the, the situations you get in where you're, you're basically training to be a parent before you are one. And you just kind of have no choice. Like you're just pushed into it and you have to deal with it. Um, but I think that that's what makes it so much fun is it's just so unpredictable. Yeah, I know. I know with teaching, uh, I, always a hot button issue with me when teaching, um, coaching, uh, middle schoolers and into freshmen was, oh, who are you? Who are you dating? Or they try to find <laughs> like your personal life, and it was a very oh my gosh, it was a very okay. You don't you're not gonna know anything about me. Just <laughs> I just approach, and then my wife would come to games. Um, my wife would come to the club tournaments, and she'd drop in on practices, and they're like, who's that? Who's that? who's that? And you kind of, you, you want to dodge the question, but at the same time, you're like, okay, you know, this is the time to open up. And, you know, they, they do, I think when, when you, when you do it the right way, they really get to know you and your life. And I think that gives them a bigger appreciation for what you do for them. And then you get to know them, you know, your family. I mean, you have athletes like this. I have athletes like this where you could consider them family. And you consider their family family. I mean, they ask you out to dinner. You you go to you know, you know they're invited to their graduation, their graduation party. You see them at you know maybe holiday events now, and it's it's just something very awesome, magical about it. To where you 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 have that relationship that's just totally different, mm -hmm. and it is it's nice to see them mature and see them grow up and see them become professionals right in front of you, and. I think that the most gratifying thing for me as a, as a coach strength coach is to see them that one moment where they, everything clicks and you see them even when they're in high school and you, something happens and they walk in one day, you're like, something is different. And then you're like, okay, I'm, I'm accomplishing something. And I think that's where us as coaches, um, that's where our responsibility lies when it comes to a lot of the, you know, off court standards and off court message that we try and push to them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, I think that it, it is definitely like totally different than any other job you could ever have. Um, when it comes to, you know, someone that you coach and you were hard on for all those years and now like suddenly like, you're crying and you're like, Oh my God, they're driving me crazy. And then you cry when they leave and you don't, <laughs> you don't have them anymore. 
um, definitely uh, a different dynamic than, you know, any other job I've ever had in my life. Um, but that's what makes you love it. And that's what makes it so important. And I think that that happens for them too, where, um, you know, like, especially like you mentioned, like when you coached and they wanted to know who you were dating and they want to know all that stuff. And I think that it's funny that they want to know just as much about you as you want to know about them. Um, and um, them, you know, like they know, they know Lincoln and they know um, my daughter, Rosie, and they know them um, so well. My husband, Corey, they call him Mr. Sweats and they're, and they can call him Corey, but they just choose that because they think it's funny. And, um, you know, they just, to know like your family and, you know, they ask questions like, you know, how, how's your husband doing? Or, you know, I know he has a new job or like, just, just to know that you're like on their mind and they actually give thought into you. I think it's just so special. Um, especially with those select few players that you end up, like you said, like ending up at their graduation parties or ending up at like some sort of family event with them. Um, it's just, it's so special to get to watch them grow up. And then they also get to watch moments of your life that are really significant too. Mm -hmm. And I know, I, I know I'm starting to get into that, that phase in coaching where I have athletes that are now leaving me for after dealing with them for two or three years. And then I go, Oh my God, they are gone. Like, you know, they're gone in the sense of the coaching aspect and the playing aspect. They're not, you know, gone, gone. It's just one of those, like, I'm not going to get to coach them in that format anymore. Um, you know, I might train them when they come back for, you know, holiday and stuff. But it's, it is nice to get to that point where I, I, I had my very first graduation. I got invited to, uh, mm -hmm. to attend this year and it was a very um very unique and gratifying experience uh where i've for me it was like a milestone and it's a milestone that means more to me than any education than any any goal any, any weight i've lifted any stat i've ever accumulated and um you know i've had athletes on here I've dealt with I've got a couple that come on in July that you know form like a family bond with them and their family and I mean I know you've gone through that too and I think it's at those moments outside of the court which is what makes us human and right. it makes us, it, it, it makes us feel like we have made the impact that we've sought out to make in our life so it's it's way more than a title. It's way more than a paycheck. Um, and the ones who love it, it's never about the paycheck. It's always nice because you gotta you gotta live. But yeah. it's, it's always about the special moments that like those four years built up to maybe a two hour moment of that graduation, and you sit there and just go, it was all worth it. Yeah, this year is definitely going to be extremely difficult uh, for me. Um, because the two that are going to be seniors this upcoming season, I've coached since they were 15. So I've watched them grow through club and watched them um, get their driver's license and go to prom and, you know, graduate high school and decide to become nurses and, you know, go to college. And then I've watched them grow so much. And to watch all of that and know that, like, this is, this is actually the end. Like, you know, all of that time of coaching them and knowing them is towards the end is very, um, very like sad and nerve wracking, but happy at the same time, because, you know, it was so exciting to watch all of that happen, but very sad that it's ending. 
So, well, that's about all I have for you. Um, I really do appreciate it, Sam. Um, it was great catching up with you. I love uh, every kind of everything that, that, that you brought to this and everything you're doing at, at PSU Fayette. Um, I, I, I hope to, we'll say, uh, if it's down in, was it down in Virginia Beach was the title tournament? Um, I will try and get up there. I mean, it's like a six-hour drive. But um, <laughs> if it's there closer, I'll try and get there this, this next year, saying all goes well with college. Um, but what are, your, like, what are your final words for um, anyone watching uh, just when it comes down to that self-image, the standards? Um, stick, to your, stick to what you believe in. Um, just because um, other people might have a different dynamic than you or a different thought process doesn't mean that yours is wrong. Uh, make sure that you um, stick to what you believe in, but also open your ears to learn new stuff as well, um, because teaching moments are what make us grow. Um, however, if you're viewed as a leader on the team, um, don't be afraid to speak up and don't be afraid to, you know, be the one that is leading, because um, that's why you're having different thought processes than everyone else, is because you're the one that has chosen to lead that team. Okay. I love it. All right, well, mm -hmm. I'm going to end that there. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I, I hope this was fun for you. Um, it's always been fun talking to everybody every week and getting everyone's opinions and kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of learning myself um, because I don't think it ever stops. So, but uh, have a good weekend. Uh, it was very nice talking to you, and I will catch thank up you soon. All right, thank you. See ya. Bye.